Thank you for tuning in to Shop Small ILM, where we showcase locally owned businesses from the Cape Fear region. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a rating, and share with your friends. Today on Shop Small ILM, we're here with Chris from Badger Box Moving and Storage Service of Wilmington and Fayetteville. Chris, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really think this is awesome what you guys are doing here. Well, we appreciate that. So Chris, tell us a little bit about Badger Box. Uh, we're based right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, we provide 16 and 20 foot mobile storage units, which we can deliver wherever is most convenient for our customers, whether that be their house, their business. Um, we can also move those units fully loaded uh, to their new destination or okay. bring them back for storage at our site. So we've started uh, right here in Wilmington back in April of 2019. So we're coming up on four years in yeah. business. And more recently, we uh, launched our second location in Fayetteville, North Carolina, to serve that market as well. Um, that we officially got going this past summer. Okay. Um, so we now have the two locations um, to, to service. I'm sure that's a booming market for moving with the military base. It's been a strong start. Um, yeah, I think part of it builds on some of the reputation that we've built in Wilmington yeah. over the past few years, translating over to the Fayetteville market. But... I think you're exactly right with all the the military and, and moving. Um, it's been a good good market for us so far. Awesome. So now the 16 foot is is kind of like a unique spot to be in for you because I know we've recently used you on a job site where a standard Connex box wouldn't fit. The 16 was like the perfect size to put in a parking spot and just take up one. So I'm assuming you get a lot of people that that need that. Oh, absolutely. So the 16 foot. Um, it's eight foot wide, so it's essentially the same uh, size as a car yeah. that would be parking in that parking spot. Um, and we can fit them in the space uh, without them sticking out the end in a standard parking spot. So that's great for apartments, businesses where they're going in parking lots. 20 foot is going to be a little bit too big for that. That's, yeah. uh, you know, we're one of the only providers that offers the 20 foot for what we do. Um, that's going to require, you know, a driveway or yard yeah. to, to stick it in or, uh, you know, more dedicated spot. But that 16 with the way we deliver them, our, you know, remote control uh, box mover system, you can stick that one pretty much anywhere. Okay, so I wasn't there when it was delivered. Tell me a little bit about this remote control mover system because that sounds neat. So our truck, we don't deliver them off a rollback like, okay. uh, like a lot of folks uh, might think. Uh, we've got a custom flatbed truck with a ramp on the back. Yeah. How it works, uh, the box boxes have pockets in it. Mm-hmm. And one side, we've got these wheel dollies that operate as jacks to get the box up off the ground. Yeah. Um, and all that does is it lifts the box up off the ground a, a few inches uh, so that we can push or pull it around with our remote control system. It looks like a little forklift, okay. uh, but it's got a hydraulic lift on the back so that we can keep the box level as we go over uneven terrain or up the ramp on our truck. Okay. Um, and we can also cut tight corners with it. So we can I mean, really maneuver around a parking lot quite easily. And we can stick them in backyards, underneath carports that have enough clearance. Pretty much anywhere that the box would fit, we usually say about nine foot of width. Okay. on the clearance just to give us a little room to play with but we can we can get in some pretty tight spots with that system it's it's really cool it's actually uh, developed by the the amish originally to move sheds around okay um and then uh, when when these boxes started getting popular they they kind of adapted the forks to uh, move these boxes and it's the best way of of moving them and couldn't imagine moving them any other way 
So you're not going to scrape up the driveway like you traditionally would with rollback. You know, you're actually going to be able to deliver this with, with no property damage, right? Absolutely. That's that's actually one of the, the best selling features about what we do because we're just rolling them into the driveway and they're coming in a couple inches off the ground. The corners of the boxes have rubber pads on them. So when we're setting the box down, all we do is we crank down those wheel jack dollies and they get set, set down nice and easy. Uh, no No impact to the driveway, no damage done. Yeah, that's an awesome feature. That's just one thing that separates BadgerBox from the competition. You know, what what else kind of separates you guys from just a standard shipping container? Um, equipment that we use, it's really meant to hold household items. Okay. Um, you know, whereas a Connex might not be as well suited for that. So our boxes, they're a full steel box, similar to a Connex. We have uh, fully weather stripped um, door openings. The roof gets set down on a layer of gasketing, so it's it's a weather-type box. The ventilation in the unit, as well as got a feature, it's an anti-condensation spray coating on the, okay. on the underside of our roofs. And those, those two features are really what you're going to want when you're storing things short or long-term, especially yeah. with the heat and humidity that we have in the climate that, that we live in. So what that anti-condensation coating does, if you did not have that inside of your box, like a Connex unit, what you'd have is when it gets humid, that humidity would rise, it would pool on the ceiling, and it would drip. And that's one of the leading causes of moisture-related damage in these units. But this, it looks just like a popcorn ceiling, and it'll actually absorb humidity, and it slowly evaporates. So it never pools, it never drips. And that, along with the, the ventilation, we've got cross ventilation on the airflow, and you also have ventilation underneath um, the container. Okay. Combined with that, we've actually never had a contents-related issue in three and a half years of doing business. I've personally stored my stuff in, in one for a year and a half. Yeah. My wife now, my girlfriend at the time, moved into my townhome. Um, and when that happened, you know, all, all my stuff went went out into the box. Yeah. Um, I was kind of the initial test guinea pig for that. Okay. Um, but man, the stuff really works. And you know, we've had many customers store for a year, two years. Wow. Customers go overseas for a year and come back, and you know, remark everything's just the way we we put it in here. And I I really attribute it to that anti condensation coating. Um, as well as the ventilation and the the maintenance that we do on the units. Because you can have a great unit, but if you're not doing the work on the back end to maintain it, mm. keep it clean, draw sure all the, the bolts are tight and you don't need to cock anything, all those little details are important. So I think we've got the best equipment that we're operating with, but I also think that we've got the best team. And when it comes down to it, you're really nothing without your team. We've got very reliable guys. It's a small team. Myself and Brent are only two full-time employees. And we've got okay. three local guys in the Wilmington market who are actually full-time firefighters who work for me on their days off okay. uh, delivering. So they work a day or two a week. But we've got a great, reliable team that's experienced. Okay. So our shortest tenure has been doing it for about two years. So we've got guys that have between two and three and a half years experience okay. uh, doing these. So we, we don't, you know, we've been in a fortunate position that, you know, we haven't had a lot of ter- turnover. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we provide a lot of training uh, to get these guys going. But, you know, now it's at a point where I'm fortunate I can give them the schedule and set them free. That's um, awesome. Yeah, with it without having to worry or without issue. Yeah, you can really tell that you've built a good team from your reviews. I mean, you've got awesome five star reviews, and yeah, everybody's yeah you know, raving about your 
communication skills and politeness of the team there. So yeah, I mean, you've done a fantastic job. Kudos. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And you know, those reviews, um, as you know, you know, with a, a small business are, are massive. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, I don't have the kind of marketing budget that my competition does. Yeah. So the amount of folks that have called in and inquired about our services and told us, you know, the reason why they've gone with us has been reading through our reviews. And fortunately, we've had customers that had a great experience and been willing to share their experience with others. But we, we really take that that seriously, you know, the, the customer being able to create a fan of a customer is what we really need to do to thrive and, and grow the business. So uh, we, we definitely put a lot of focus on, on the customer. Absolutely. It shows. So now I would think that the Badger Box name came from the fact that Badgers are really tough animals and you got a tough box, but I'm completely wrong, right? Well, uh, not a hundred percent. Yeah, that really was, you know, when I was trying to think of a name for the company, I, I did feel like the Badger, it's it's tough, it's secure to, to kind of go along with, with the box there. But, you know, in, in reality, so I um, actually... I used to work at Live Oak Bank where I yeah. started my career after college uh, doing small business finance. And when I originally joined there, I was given the nickname, the Honey Badger. Okay. And so, so the Honey Badger nickname, uh, it wasn't because I was so fierce and cutthroat or, you know, it was, yeah. it, it stemmed from a project I had. Uh, I went to Elon University and was uh, fortunate to be able to go on a study abroad program in Mexico. Okay. So I spent uh, a month in, in Mexico and uh, stayed with a, a local family in a, a village in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Yeah. So I was, I was there for a month, and really the village that I stayed in, they made a fantastic uh, organic honey. And so I, I learned a lot about it. The, the, the woman that I had stayed with, it was, it was a sad story. Her sons had actually gone to Cancun. They were working in construction, and they... Really, there's no jobs in the village for them, so they yeah. um, they would go to Cancun to work construction. And her sons had actually died in a scaffolding collapse. So the you know the village had this this honey operation, which they had worked hard to um, you know, get their organic certification by you know, having a, a good steady trash collection uh, system okay. um, within the village. So I yeah, tasted this honey, and it was unlike anything I ever tasted before. And I knew nothing about honey. Yeah. Um, but come to learn the the flavor of the honey is derived from the flowers that the bees pollinate with okay and the only particular place in the world that this particular flower grows was in the yucatan peninsula it's called the tahonal flower and at the time this village was only exporting to germany so you had you, you had the germans buying this organic honey that they were producing and i i went back and really didn't think anything of it for about a year and then yeah. got tasked with starting an organization at, at the school. So you, you basically engage in entrepreneurial projects that had a positive impacts on the world's communities. Okay. Um, so when I, I had this, I, you know, I, I thought back to that, you know, the, the few weeks I spent with that family in the village and the, the great honey where they really only had one partner that they were selling it to and they were paying them a really low price for the, the honey itself. Yeah. So I was thinking, ah, oh, I, I can, you know, maybe try to set something up where I can be a second buyer for this honey. You yeah. know, maybe pay them a little bit more, have this really great tasting honey that you know we can, you know, tell this story and distribute around North Carolina. Okay. I went back a second time 
and went around with a friend of mine uh, who we were going to be partners in this and got everything uh, set up, basically the whole import channel. Okay. Uh, we were going to import, I think it was eight, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was eight tons of honey. That's a lot of honey. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a frightening amount of honey to try to import as a as a college student. So we we were thinking about all sorts of different stuff. If this didn't work out, what are we gonna do with all this honey? I'm yeah. I'm baking honey based rum cakes in my <laughs> in my dorm room, and you know, like how am I gonna move all this? Yeah. Um, but we finally got it to a point where we taken back a, a, a Tupperware container of this this honey uh, from yeah. Mexico, and we were literally going around and pitching this idea to local health food stores. And we finally had like seven or eight that were willing to actually, you know, buy the honey or give us shelf space. And honey actually never goes bad; it, it'll crystallize and yeah. won't really look that great on the shelves. But it's uh, a product that will really last forever. So we at least had had that going for us. But uh, by the time we went to pull the trigger, unfortunately, the village had lost their organic certification, and that really impacted the margins on what I'd be able to sell the honey for once okay. it got here. So the the project kind of kind of fell apart in a sense because I I was already afraid to import eight tons of honey, yeah. and then importing sixteen tons or so, uh, you know, that that was just. Um, I began to look for a real job. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> um, and when, uh, you know, I interviewed, I interviewed for Live Oak, they came to the campus and it was on my resume and became the focal point of the, the conversation um, okay. that we had. So I, I got introduced at my second round interview as the Honey Badger and it really stuck. I, I don't think half the people at the bank really actually knew what my actual name was. They just knew me as the Honey Badger. So that's, that's kind of where, where the Badger box, I, I felt like it had the meaning behind it. It's not what people think it was, but um, it, it fit for having a, a tough, durable container. Yeah. yeah, it works for sure. That's funny. All right, so now I saw a video on Instagram where you were trying to fill a badger box with badgers. Did you ever figure out how many badgers will fit in a badger box? So we did. Uh, you know, that was a really, really fun, um, exhausting <laughs> video to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, shoot, it was, it was a little over 24,000 stuffed animal badgers fit in our 16 foot container i'm glad we didn't attempt it with a 20 foot so it's a really fun video now we've got a bunch of collateral that we're able to give away to um you know local kids and we're, we're out on deliveries we keep a couple bags of them in the truck for any kids we run across give them away at a different trade shows but um, definitely recommend checking out our videos on youtube facebook instagram because it's it's really cool it was quite a production something I thought was fun because people always ask, you know, what, what can I actually fit in the badger box? Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're trying to be different. Yeah. Everybody can, yeah. In my industry, they might have a picture of a box in a driveway. Yeah. But you know, we're trying to be more personal, more, a little bit edgier with it. And that was, that was really a fun thing. It was actually suggested by the, the video guys. Uh, we were brainstorming ideas. I, okay. I have, I've got a couple other ideas of some videos we're going to uh, hopefully put out here soon. So uh, stay tuned and you know, keep an eye out for for those coming up. But but that, that one was definitely fun to to make, and um, I think it's having some residual goodwill from from those badgers. They they make you know everybody happier when they're getting a little stuffed animal. Everybody for sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's next because that was a cute video. Okay, so now what's the best way for someone to book a badger box? Yeah, so um, there's really two ways. Uh, you can give us a call. 
um, where you're going to be dealing with a, a local um, employee, actually myself or, or Brent. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be able to answer all of your, your questions that you have and uh, get that Badger box lined up for you. Um, the other way is something we've been really working hard to um, get out there. Uh, we actually just launched online ordering. So you can uh, fully book your Badger box online. You can select the day you'd like it delivered, size box, and the type of service, whether it be a on-site storage uh, unit, local move, or a move and have us store it for you yeah. in the interim. All that can now be handled online, complete with a you know checkout payment and filling out the contract. So you can, you can actually do that from the comfort of your home after hours, whether we're open um, or not. Um, you know, night, um, you know, weekends, you know, you can, you can give us a call or book online, uh, whatever's most convenient for you. Okay. So now you're going to be sponsoring PCYP coming up soon. So tell everybody when and where that event's going to be so they can make sure to come out and visit. Absolutely. So the where we don't know yet, uh, we're, we're, we're waiting on the venue, but, uh, June 21st, um, will be the PCYP event that we're sponsoring. Um, and we have some really fun stuff in store. We're going to be re- releasing um, a new video uh, okay. with a new giveaway for the event. Uh, so PCYP, if you don't know, is a great place to come and network and meet you know, like-minded business owners and um, individuals in a very relaxed um, environment. So we've been doing it for a few years now and uh, really felt like we've gotten some good you know, networking from it. So definitely recommend, you know, if you're looking to grow your, your network or your business, um, you know, check out that PCYP event June 21st. Okay. And that's a good segue into the a question I like to ask everybody that comes on the show is, you know, what advice would you give to an aspiring business owner or, or a new business owner? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And there's, there's so many different pieces of advice and that I've picked up because I, I listen to podcasts like these, you know, the, okay. the, the, how I built this podcast is one of my favorites. And yeah, just, just from my own experience, I think that definitely success does not happen overnight. You know, as an entrepreneur, one, you need to take action. You can plan all, as much as you want, but the, yeah, the moment you hit the road, plans go out the window yeah. and um, you've got to be flexible enough to pivot and you know try things you never know until you try you know yeah. some some things are going to work out some things aren't you need to try you need to to do um and not just think about it so eventually you've got to take the risk but you've also got to be patient i think that patience is something that is of critical importance really with any business owner trying to start and grow a business cuz yeah, maybe it happens for some people. It doesn't happen like you're in the movies, you know. Yeah, you, no. you, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't go from you know zero to this giant business overnight. And there's there's peaks and valleys, and um, you know, in the short run, we're 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 three and a half years into the business, so we're starting to have a little bit more predictable cycles. You experience sleepless nights, you know, when when you're getting started, and you know, you've got. You know, days where you won't get a phone call and, yeah. and you won't you won't book any business, um, and you're wondering, did I <laughs> did I make the right decision did here? I make the right uh, choice. <laughs> um, over the longer term, that graph, which is so up and down in the short term, um, if you're doing the right things and you're taking action, um, it becomes more linear. If you're zooming in on the micro and worried too much about the micro it can be nerve wracking. And if yeah. you, you know, don't have the determination, it, it, you know, it could really impact you. But if you, if you put in the work, 
just be patient with it and stick with your strategy. The longer term graph is a lot, a lot better. Looking. Looks a lot better. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's good advice. So. All right. Now, where can everybody find you? Um, as far as I know, you said YouTube and so give us your handles. Sure. So I, I guess I got, <laughs> I got to remember my handles here, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so at Badgerbox storage on Instagram, Badgerbox storage on Facebook, Badgerboxstorage.com is our, our website. So you can find us in, in all of those okay, places. And we'll, we'll link all those in the yeah. show notes so they don't have to remember them. Perfect. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you for being on the show. So if you're looking for portable self-storage units, short-term or long-term in the Cape Fear area that can be delivered directly to your lot, reach out to BadgerBox and you can do it 24-7 online. Thanks for joining us on Shop Small ILM, powered by Salt Air Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe so you get updated when new episodes are released.